What is up, basketball fans? This is Zero Gravity, Paula Media's NBA podcast presented by Zing Zing's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix and the Celebrity Mint. Go check out their products in the description below if you're watching on YouTube at Apollo HOU. Hit that subscribe button. I'm here with the What We Learned, Houston Rockets edition king, Josh Garcia. How are we doing, bud? Salute, brother. I'm doing incredible. I got to see 13 hours of basketball, about eight, 10 hours of football. Yeah. Uh, somehow jam-packed that in one day. It was awesome. Uh, we need more days like this. The streets were saying we need a, a MLB 4th of July Ooh. national uh, showcase. That'd be okay. sick. Uh, all day, all sports days like this are incredible. I'm glad we all got to witness it, and I'm more than happy to be here to talk about it. How are no, you? It was a blast. Christmas Day was uh, hectic, to say the least, with both three full games of uh, football and then five games in the NBA. My sports heart was full. My love tank was full with a... Uh, with the sports going on so got to hang out with christmas we had we had a merry christmas with the strengthman family so had a blast there in alabama and got to watch lots of sports so you know you can't really ask for much more oh yeah oh yeah i just we have to get into this immediately we're recording this on wednesday night later um tuesday night a few things happened in the nba before we get into the christmas day shenanigans john morant did did we learn anything no, no, no. He's a dog. We we know this, right? Yeah. He's doing his he's doing his uh, uh, gun New Orleans celebration dance. Yeah, cool. Partially, right? Good. It was a cool visual, but I mean, it's just you know you can't it's do that. Rough, especially now. Yeah. So the yeah. the bazooka thing is a New Orleans dance, which okay, you can you can just you can point that out that it's a New Orleans dance, but the thing is, it's still a bazooka. It's not like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's just like a New Orleans kind of dance thing. Ooh, like dancey dance. It's still a bazooka. Like it's the image of a bazooka being put on the shoulder. And then he also yeah. added his own pistols, the Glocks. Uh, rest in peace, Gaston Glock, the originator of Salute. the name Salute. of the Glock. You know, that's that's where it comes from. He's rolling over in his grave after watching John Morant firing off the Glock last night into the stands into section 113 um, <laughs> and then adding the bazooka at the end. So... Yeah, maybe we um, take some notes. Maybe we just dial it back a little bit. This is just awesome what he's been doing. I think he's really leaned into and uh, kind of what we've been talking about. Like, yeah, what he did was bad, but in comparison to a lot of what other people have done this season and beyond, is it really that bad? I don't know. Um, I just love how the Grizzly social team yeah, that was just wild. completely leaned into it. I think that was great. Um there's just a certain level of pettiness behind it, especially with that like new form South Southwest division rival rivalry with uh, New Orleans and Memphis. I, I think this is great for the league. Maybe not great uh, PR. Yeah. But if you you know it, if you know you know it, it, it's it, it's it's great for everyone if you have a light sense of humor. Yeah. And yeah. You know, support legal gun usage. It's a little rough. A little rough. And the AO from the Memphis uh, Twitter yeah. was. I, I I wouldn't lean into it if I was admin. And then if I did tweet it out, I don't know how you're the head of the social media department at the Memphis Grizzlies and leave it up because it's been about 24 hours now. Um, still there. It's still there if you want to go look at it. So, yeah, uh, whatever. Ja, if you're not going to learn, the rest of the organization needs to learn that we uh, got an image to keep up with here if we're going to be the face of the league. Exactly. <laughs> Four no, four no since Jaws come back. My yeah, I think that is uh, uh, huge for not only my propaganda, but 
You'll be hearing a lot from me about it this season. We'll just leave it at that for yeah, now. It's a shame that they started like six and eighteen, you know? Yeah. Or whatever it yeah. was. A lot six of ground. A lot of ground to make up. Math is hard. Yeah. Um moving on. Christmas Day. Not not so merry and cheery for everyone. Aaron Gordon bit by a dog on his face and hand and ended up with twenty one stitches. This is away oh from the team God. until further notice, until he heals up. So Aaron Gordon, I hope you get better, but what did you do to the dog to make it like bite you that hard for 21 stitches? Like that's not a a small amount of stitches. Yeah. Like what did he do to make him that mad? Like there's something, there's something more to this story. 21 stitches. That's so that's at least 21 different bites, right? I mean, (laughs) we'll say 10, we'll say 10 different bites. How about that? It could be two really big (laughs) bites and 10 stitches on each. That is bad. Like I have no idea what he could have done to make him that mad. Um, but honestly, just one of those freak sports injuries, like, you know, all Houston fan, all, all Houston sports fans know is the Correa broken rib story. You know, yeah. it kind of reminds me of one of those type of things. It, uh, it reminds me of the just, Kelly Oubre getting hit by a car mysteriously. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe exactly. not. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love, I love strange. I mean, of course I don't want to see people get no. injured, but a, a weird sports injury story. I mean, that, it's fun. That's interesting. I mean, not fun for the person, but it's interesting. It's interesting. We won't call it fun. It's interesting. Because normally when we see injuries, it's on TV. It's on the court. We're watching right. it happen. You're like, oh, no, you hate that. You hate to see those things. Exactly. Dude got his face bit off. Like, is he going to look yeah. like, you know, the David and Joku story from the Cleveland yeah. Browns? He gets in the house fire or whatever, and his face is all burned. He's got to have the whole cape on. Like, that was a like not a cool injury, but kind of a cool injury. Cool aftermath. Yeah, cool aftermath cool. for sure. Um, so how is Aaron Gordon going to respond? Is he going to have a I scar mean, across his eye like Scar and the Lion King? Like, are we coming back with go. something cool? We're going to come back with the the villain mask like LeBron. Are we going to have yeah. a black mask? I don't know. Oh, rip on some Rip Hamilton vibes. Yeah. Who knows? Who know. knows? But yeah, uh, rest yeah. up, Aaron Gordon. I, I just want to know what you did to the dog. Did the dog just do it unprovoked? Were you teasing him with a steak and he got pissed off and we were just like, we're doing it? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just need yeah. to know. He had to have done something respectfully. He had to have done something to make him mad. I just need to know. Dogs don't do that. And then lastly, uh, Tuesday night, Dylan Brooks. I don't know how he didn't get teched up for this. <laughs> just, I have no yeah. idea. Like, how much money did the ref have on Houston last night? Uh, did y'all end up winning? I didn't really pay attention. No, no, we lost by six. Sick. Uh, um, so yeah, Dylan Brooks, yeah. so. he has it, it was a dunk, and he he just kind of just stands over Tyrese Halliburton, just kind of staring at him, flexing on him. It, a solid three seconds for a long time. Yeah, it was not just like a <laughs> subtle stare like Luca would and just run off because Luke. That's what right, it just, right. So it was a full. Stand yeah. over and just hold like he does in pregame. Ooh, like, stare, it, a straight Shaq push off almost. It was yeah, crazy. Man. Like when he pushes him off and kind of just, you know. Oh, I'm thinking of Sean Kemp. My apologies, yeah. but still, you know, like kind of just staring at him, just give him a little, you know, up and down. Yeah, pretty sick. Pretty it sick. was cool. Um, if you're a Pacers fan, you've got to be like pissed off that your superstar is now the brunt of a joke for Houston fans. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too there happy about that if I was <laughs> right. Tyrese Halliburton or a Pacers fan or a Pacers player in general or Rick Carlisle. I'm sure he has like terrible things to say in the locker room after the after the game about Dylan Brooks. 
Um, yeah, no, I was just, I, I watched it 20 times a day on the way back yeah, home. Yeah, it was good. I was, was traveling good. back home to Dallas and I watched it 20 times. I was like, how did he just like, there wasn't a whistle in the mouth. There was nothing. Completely, completely got away with it. But it, it kind of reminds me, the, or I guess it kind of shocks me that um, the Pacers are still five, a 500 team. The in-season tournament kind of shot like blinded yeah. me. And I was looking at how they played. And of course, their offense is so efficient. But they do have one of the worst, if not the worst, defenses. But I saw that. I saw that after the game. I was like, "Y'all are a game above five hundred. Y'all made it to the in season tournament final." Yeah. But like we were, so like we were talking about, that's what they wanted. You know, they wanted an experienced team. They wanted LeBron probably. You know, against Indy, and it was great. But yeah, just just a, a quiet reminder as to you know these teams are always great until they're not. Yeah, I think the the Pacers went like zero three or zero and four after the in season tournament uh, championship ended. So. Exactly. They're a fun team. They're very young. They need a piece or two um, to fit in with Halliburton and whoever else that they decide to keep on the team. Benedict Matherin, Obi Toppin's still there. Um, Miles Turner, obviously. Buddy Heald seems like he's just like, please let me go somewhere else. <laughs> it's been four forever. years. Please, I'm stuck. <laughs> like he's just perpetually yep. in trade machine rumors. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm just baffled by how Dylan Brooks didn't get tech for that. It was preposterous yeah, <laughs> for yeah, how long. Exactly. It was like the key and peel, uh, the key and peels kit, where it's like three pumps, you're good. Four pumps, <laughs> oh four yeah, pumps is a flag, or two pumps, you're exactly. good. Three pumps is a flag. It was yeah, like another half second. Three seconds, you're good, but six, you're not. And he stood over there for twelve. Yeah. Is what it felt like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was awesome. It was. It was a. It was a good one. It was a good one. But uh, before we talk about Christmas Day, let's talk about Zing Zang. Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Merry Mix. Go get your Blazing Bloody Merry Mix today. Christmas is over, but winter is just starting. So get your Blazing Bloody Merry Mix. You can get it pre-made with the vodka. You can add your vodka to it if you want to get the just the mix, or you can get the pre-made vodka. They got cans of it, too. You can just get the can. Pre-made with the vodka. Just You don't even have to mix it. You don't have to pour it in a cup. Just get your can and a koozie. And get it on the run. So get your Blazing Bloody Mary mix from Zing Zang today. Christmas Day recap. Let's go in order of the games. So we had Knicks, 129 and Bucks, 122. Jalen Brunson had 38 points, four rebounds, six assists. It's pretty good for a six foot one guy, you know? Yeah, right. New York needs a star. And I nobody knows if he really will be at this point, but he's proving every single night that he has that capability. And I know that it pains you so hard that, you know, he went from your number one team to your number two team. Yep. Uh, spe- also another thing too, c- congratulations. All three of your teams won on Christmas. Your <laughs> Heat, mean, your Knicks and your Mavs won on Christmas. I, Good for you. I had a great Christmas day because my Miami Dolphins won on Christmas Eve. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. Finally won a good game. Then all my teams went on Christmas day in NBA. So I had a blast. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you, you can't get it better than that folks. Um, I think it was great to see Jalen Brunson in that type of scenario. It felt like a playoff scenario at uh, at MSG, uh, which who knows? It could be a you know a second round matchup. I'd love to see mm-hmm. that with you know both teams at full health. I, I mean, of course, it would be like Bucks and six, but but it'd be a fun six, right? Um, you know, I'm definitely I I, I definitely love the uh, Jalen Brunson propaganda. Uh, Thirty eight on Christmas Day, man, awesome. I, it was awesome. a hot start. Eleven a.m. You know, um, forgot that basketball was starting at 11. I saw a commercial while we were hanging out in the living room, just chatting it up. Christmas morning, just nice, easy morning. 
and we didn't do the presents right away, which kind of casually got in, had some breakfast, had a few coffees, just got, just got Ooh. in there, had the slippers on, beautiful, a little hoodie, you know, feeling great on the couch. And then I look up and I'm like, kind of just open Twitter. It was a little dead period. So I was like, ah, let's just see what's going on on Twitter. Oh shit, the game's on. I had to run and go get the computer and it was panic mode. But um, <laughs> I think this game shows that the Knicks aren't just a defensive team that can bully ball their way to wins. 129 points is no no slouch, like against the Bucks as well. I mean, the Bucks don't have the greatest defense, but they have Giannis. And uh, Jalen Brunson could have just been deed up by Giannis the entire time. But, uh, you know. A 50 ball the other week, 38 on Christmas. Jalen Brunson is uh, absolutely beloved in New York City at the Garden. Like, everyone loves him. He's the perfect Nick. He's very, uh, I guess, John Starks-esque, you know? I was just going to say left-handed John Starks. So Love that. He's a perfect Nick and a perfect performance on Christmas Day. You love to see it. If you're a Knicks fan and if you're a Bucks fan, you're wondering where your defense went. Uh, I'm sure you've been wondering that since like October 20th, October 21st, maybe whatever <laughs> yep, day the season yep. started. Um, yep. Not ideal to say the least. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I think Giannis put up what 36 in the game as well. Yeah. It was, it was some mid thirties, I think. So uh, he was still hooping too, but I mean, it, it, at this point it's expected yeah. uh, him and Embiid are my, my two worst uh, efficient, inefficient, efficient, inefficient hoopers. Uh, just shitty basketball. Shitty basketball. Around. Yeah, speaking of Embiid, uh, ducking two games in a row against good teams, uh, it's mm-hmm. not really a duck. He, he did roll his ankle. Yep. I, I watched the video. It, it was a high ankle sprain or a low ankle sprain. I don't know yeah, which one it yeah, was. But yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. He's not ducking, uh, but my narrative is going to stay the same. He's ducking. Out in parentheses, good team. <laughs> I saw the video. Yes, not ducking, but kind of. Um no. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks-Bucks game was a great start to Christmas Day. It was a close matchup at the end. Uh, like we said, Jalen Brunson, 38. Giannis, 36, I think. Dame had 32. So a lot of star power in that one, a lot of offense, which was great. Moved on to the Nuggets, 120. Warriors, 114. Jokic had 26, 14, and 8. I think uh, Jamal Murray had 28 to add along with that. And it's time to have a conversation. Sent this in our text Later. earlier. Steph is a Christmas Day choker. I'm going to ask the question, yeah. is he just a big game choker in general? I I love that we talked about this at some point because a lot of this season people have been like, can Steph just not do it in close games? Like what's happening in clutch time for him? But we'll at least leave it, I'll at least leave it at the fact that he is clearly a Christmas Day choker. It's been about eight years that he's been doing this whole Christmas Day game stuff and he just does not have the stats to back it up. I mean, he is shooting like 30 and 40% from the field, let alone 20 and 30% from three. I mean, I, I had the graphic pulled up uh, yesterday when I did see it, but he, I don't think, I think the most he's dropped is like 26 on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And even then it was like, oh, he's shot 41%. Okay. Jalen Green can do that tomorrow. Like, <laughs> eh, that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> but oh, still. <laughs> can't clip that one. We can't clip that. Yeah. Um, no. no. Yeah, no, it's a problem. It, it, he's kind of been a big game choker outside of the 2022 finals. Like, there hasn't been a finals experience of Steph Curry where he's just gone nuclear. Every, exactly. Like, for five out of the seven games or four out of the six games. Like, he's never just been the guy, except for 2022. Obviously, he, he, he did well, and they won a title and win this fourth. But outside of that, I just don't remember 
a big regular season game outside of maybe the Oklahoma City game in 2016 where he he hit the game uh, game winner in overtime with like point six on the clock left with the yeah, 40 exactly. foot three I'm, or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to Paul George that and I'm going to tell you that was a bad shot. Yeah. Because it was a it bad was, shot. It was, but it went in. He just happened to make it. It went in. So but outside <laughs> of that, like I don't remember a regular season game, like the Christmas Day games against the Cavs when they were doing the dueling thing. It was always Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving hit the shot in 2016, 2015, right. 2015 right. 2016 Christmas. I can't remember which one it was, but I guess it was 2016 Christmas. So, um, yeah, no, Christmas Day is a problem for Steph Curry. Yeah. Not great. I didn't ask you this. I didn't. We didn't prep this, but I, I am curious. Do you have a favorite Christmas Day game that you remember? I'm thinking, oh, based on like overall nostalgia, definitely Lakers Heat 04. Okay. Um, Shaq's first. Just like I, I ever, it's like a yearly tradition. I'll watch the highlights of that yep. game over and over. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a memorable Rockets Christmas game. I, did we play? I think we played the Clippers one. Uh, I'm on the spot. Mm. I'll leave it on. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I think that that that, uh, that Lakers Heat one was really cool for me. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, Cavs Warriors. I think it was 2017, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 16, 17. Uh, that one, one with was Kyrie sick. hitting the game winner. 2017. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one was you know modern day. I think that one was uh, one of my favorites. But yeah, yeah. What about I, you? I have the exact same answers. It's those two. Yeah, games. yeah. Those sorry, are the ones that stand out because Shaq was like the coolest guy to watch when you were a kid. So just average looking small white child. I was like, Shaq's the yep. coolest guy ever. I love this guy. And Literally. then he's on the on the heat with Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade's on to come up and return to LA. It's just mm, mm. it's Chef's Kiss. It's like the best Christmas present ever. Remembering that game. You're exactly. just like Ugh. and it's all yeah, fuzzy on the one. YouTube highlights, and you're just like Oh, I know. Oh. I didn't even think about that part. Oh my god, I love old sports highlights. Damn, I the tinglys, dude. It's so good. I know. I um, know. Just like the TV static. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, third game of the day on Christmas Day: Celtics 126, Lakers 115. Chris Tapps Porzingis 28 and 11. Um, LeBron got shot in the knee at one point, and then just like had a chase down block and a dunk on the other end, like three minutes later. So. The full sprint bronze. He is invincible. Uh, always will be. Always has been. Every time he gets hurt. Like, I literally thought he just... I can't remember what happened in the um, in the finals 2016. He fell, landed on his arm. I was like, he just snapped his arm. He's, he's dead. He's done. Like, he just snapped his arm. And then he's like, yeah, I made two free throws and finished the game. <laughs> no, I'm like, fine. I'm fine. Yeah, when Kobe tore his Achilles, he still drained the two yeah. free throws. Yeah. But every time yeah. LeBron looks yeah. like he's like... He literally just got shot, sniped out of the air. Two minutes later, he's fine. He did it against the Mavericks last year, and I was like, and that was the demise of the Mavericks season. Ever after that, yeah, it was, right. over. It was done. They it's were dead. theatrics. It's, I love it. He feeds into the theatrics. Missed like two weeks after that, and he's like, oh, I got plantar fasciitis. People don't come back from this ever. And then he's just like, I'll play in two weeks. I'm good. Yeah, he's like, I'll be fine. Fine. Yeah. Incredible. Um, but yeah, God. they ended up losing the game. Uh, uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I, I saw a crazy visual on uh, ESPN.com as I was kind of doing a little. Re- I, I want to say doing research for this podcast, but I was really just trying to see how Jalen Green was shooting tonight. Uh, yeah. Ended up finishing forty percent, but did have a great uh, first half. Uh, six for thirteen, Not a big deal. Uh, Sixteen points, very good, very good, good job, Jalen. Uh, but it was a visual, and it was the uh, um, power rankings, and it was a picture of Dylan Brooks, Luka Doncic, and Kristaps Porzingis. 
uh, as the top three guys on the vision on the on the picture, and I was just like, "This is a nightmare blunt rotation. This sucks." So I clicked on the article, and it was just a normal power rankings, right? And I was like, "Why are we? Why are we picking these dudes?" <laughs> I get that Porzingis had a good game, but what are we doing here? So I, it just threw me off. It just threw off the legitimacy of ESPN for me, uh, as does almost everything else. But that really, really sunk it in for me. I was like, what? "Eastern Europeans love fuck? that graphic." Let me tell you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was awesome. No, I will say just for the funny, the funniness, the the comedy factor. Awesome. That's good. Awesome moment. I, I miss Kristaps Porzingis uh, dearly, even though it never worked out in Dallas, and I hated every second of it for the most part. I really wanted to work out, but I miss him. I like. I've always liked him. He's on my Knicks now, and then he was on my my Mavericks, and now he's on nobody's Celtics. Not. Not in this world. Not in our world of zero not gravity. In, no, not in this universe. <laughs> not in the nope. zero gravity universe. Um, That's right. Yeah, it was a fine game, I guess. Like I didn't, <coughs> I didn't get a whole lot out of it. It two okay teams. Like the Celtics are really good, yeah. but kind of not at the same time. And the Lakers, same thing. They have LeBron. If LeBron and AD can just do things, they're usually in good shape. Yeah. But Kristaps Porzingis being the best player on the Celtics this year is not something I had on my bingo card. Exactly. And, you know, you know, overall, though, it was a decent game. Like I said, I somehow managed to watch almost all 13 hours of basketball on Christmas. Don't ask me why. I won't tell you. Um, but um, I think that it was great that Kristaps uh, had that moment for himself. I think that, uh, you know, anyone over seven foot, seven feet tall needs 10 times more confidence than any other player, especially if they play out of the post, out yeah. of the paint m- the majority of the time. Um because, you know, Rudy Gobert, he can go out there and stink it up. As long as he's blocking people, he's good. Right. He's happy. He's fine. But um, it, it was it was kind of nice to see that. And, uh, you know, I there wasn't – there hasn't been great Heat uh, or Celtics-Lakers games in recent, in recent, recent memory. Uh, and I could definitely say that this was the one of the better ones, which is cool. And it just happened to be on Christmas. So the vibes were even more immaculate. You know what I mean? Uh, but – yeah, just just that LeBron chase down with the Scott Foster. Yeah. The it was a good block. However, yeah. I, I, all that time all time audio clip loved it. Uh, every every I'd, I'd almost say every game had a moment this year. Every Christmas game had a moment, yeah. if not a moment. You know, uh, uh, you know, we'll get into this right after this. But I, I'm a, I'm a hawk as you know, players who, you know, aren't expected to go too too crazy and they have a breakout. You know, sick Grayson Allen had a breakout game, and I hate hate saying this. Man who's pushing thirty? What did he make? Eight threes uh, against the Mavs? Yeah, are we are so. we kidding me right my, now? My Duke Blue Devil. Dante Exum numbers. Oh my, my god! Duke, Duke, Duke Blue Devil. Uh, Grayson yeah. Grayson Allen. Um, there you go. Yeah, the Celtics Lakers game. I think the only reason I'm just like meh on the game was because Lakers didn't wear gold. They didn't wear the yellow. Why? Yep. Why yep. are we having a Celtics Lakers game if we're not wearing green and yellow? What are no. we doing? I know. I know. Uh, People don't think those visual things matter, but they do. They really do. Worldwide Wob tweeted it out. He does like game day graphics for all the games and all that kind of stuff. And he does, he ranks the uniform matchup and he gives it a score out of 10. And he said 9.7. And someone quoted it it was like, why the fuck is this not a 10 out of 10? And he goes, 10 out of 10 is reserved for one matchup and one matchup only. It is Celtics Greens versus Lakers Gold. It's the best one. It, It always will be. Um, no, you're not a part. You're not a part of NBA Twitter unless you have the worldwide Wob follow. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out, shout out, shout out, Rob Perez for the follow in 2015. I appreciate it. Go. I, I think uh, I was a 2014 
follow. So oh, right, oh right we got there. the OG yeah, card right around yeah. the freshman year in college. I was like, it's a big deal. There it it's is. It's a big deal, even though he follows a thousand, like a million people already. But it's fine. Yeah, one point two million. <laughs> just checked it last night. No big I think deal, back though. then it was only like six hundred thousand. So got in early. Wow. Maybe it was maybe so it was less. I don't remember what he was back then, but. He's on a much better pace yeah. now. It's under six hundred thousand in about eight yeah. years, nine not years. Bad, not bad. <laughs> he's, he's taking a back seat to the <laughs> to the spamming. Um, so we can move on to the ducking game. Jimmy Butler doesn't play, and Joel Embiid doesn't play. Miami Heat versus 76ers. Heat one hundred nineteen, Sixers one hundred thirteen. The Jaime Jaquez Jr. breakout game. NBA Twitter oh, yeah. loves him. Niche NBA Twitter loves him. I think this was the introduction that. Casual basketball players are now Jaime, Triple J, well Triple J in it. Miami. I love it. I love it, man. I, I I hate the Heat, and everyone knows mm-hmm. this. If you have listened to a half a minute of this show, but Jaime Hawkes is sick. He's, He's the, the Hispanic best. representation. I'm Cuban. Shout out Miami. I should love Miami, should. but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't it's I don't, a great don't. place. But. Jaime Hawkes is sick. I love the way he played. He just, and it's so funny because every time we describe this about a, a fair skinned player, we always say they have the grit, the grind, you know, the where the mental wherewithal yeah. to really get themselves to the next level, right? But unironically, he has all of those things. So why wouldn't I say it about right. him? Yeah, I don't care how like burnt out and how much of a meme it is. He is sick to watch. I love this shit, man. He's awesome. I, I saw a tweet. I can't remember the exact details of it, but it was like the Whites got like Dirk and Jokic and Luka and all these guys. The and there's a certain <laughs> demographic of people that wear uh, black Air Force Ones, and they have Patrick Beverly and, and yeah. players like that. And then it was like finally the Hispanics have got a guy now in Jaime Hawkins Jr. Yep. And Devin exactly. Booker's been around exactly. for over a decade now, and <laughs> no one cares. He's, he's half Mexican, and no one cares. So. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Um, Jaime Hawkes Jr., 31-10 and 10 in that Christmas Day game. No Jimmy Butler, no Joel Embiid. So it was kind of just up to Jaime and Bam, pretty much. Like, yeah, that, that that's all they had. Yeah. And the Sixers have not much either, other than Tyrese Maxey. So it was an interesting game. Um, these were all relatively close games. Yeah. All time, all time Tyrese Maxey stinker, by the way. I think it was, I think he shot four for 21 last time I checked. Yeah. It was a all time stinker. Worst Christmas present ever for Philly. Mm-hmm. I have not seen someone look so lost out there since someone on the Rockets. That's, <laughs> that's like that's last it. Tuesday. That's, that's <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey was four of 20, one of eight from three, 12 points. Four fouls, five assists, and three rebounds. Uh, yeah, not great. Kelly Oubre had 25, and uh, Tobias Harris had 27. Mo Bamba, 18 off the bench. Salute. Salute, Mo Bamba. Play the song. Play the song. Play the song, dude. Play the song. <laughs> send, send a video. <laughs> Can't say that. Um, yeah, no, it's it was a fun game. The Heat are fun. I love the Heat, obviously. I have a little bit of a bias there. love Miami. Um but with no Jimmy Butler, I was I was weary of the game. But then Joel Embiid's like, "Yeah, I'm not playing either." I'm like, uh, "Okay." So yeah, anyone this can is win y'all this game. game to lose at this point. But Jaime, yep. breakout game for the casuals of NBA. Welcome, welcome, casuals. Uh, welcome to the Jaime Hawkes Junior experience. It is wonderful to have you. We can't wait to yep. see where this ride takes us. <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals Game Five. 
yeah, they advance <laughs> to the finals after like they just oh, right, destroy right. the Celtics. It's, it just it happens sure. every year. It just keeps happening. Sure. Yeah, the seven seeded Miami Heat. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, everyone knows it. Bill Simmons <laughs> talks it. about it, it all the time. He's like, it's gonna happen. They're the boogeyman. I don't know. Yep. Um, last game of the night, late game. It started at like nine forty five Central and. Yeah, I got the notification on my phone. We were still having a grand old time, a little grand Christmas party at my parents' house. Um, but I look at the phone and I was like, huh, game just started. That's cool. Uh, Mavs 128, Suns 114. The rivalry, lack of rivalry really is uh, how you describe this because one team wins and one team wins only when these games are played. Yep, uh, yep. Lucas scored 50, six rebounds, 15 assists. Yep. Holy shit, Luca. The floor is yours, brother. I mean, how is he not number one? And if, I just don't understand why he's I not know. like one I or know. two. Like, if we're going to let Jokic have one, let Jokic have one. But it's not Joel Embiid. He doesn't play any of the good teams. And he just feasts on the bad teams. Luca plays everyone mm-hmm. and is carrying the Mavs team, which they did just lose tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I don't want to talk about it. But Luca is just incredible. Um, did you see the tweet? Before the game, Luca's running through the hallway, just sprinting. Before the game, down the tunnel, back to the locker room. And he's just sprinting like straight armed. And he goes, I'm fast. I'm fast. Oh. I'm fast. And someone quoted <laughs> it and was like, we might be on messy levels with Luca, um, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, we might be getting there. I don't know. Either that or like delirium of having a baby and not sleeping anymore um, might be hitting Luca. I don't know, but 56 and 15, sure. uh, if sure. you're not sleeping and you're putting up 56 and 15, count me in. I'm in. Exactly. Have another baby. Have yeah. another baby, Luca. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna burst your bubble for just one quick second, and you can Absolutely. hate me all you want. Um, it was, if you did see the end of the game, it was a low-key Mickey Mouse 50. Yeah. He, uh, they kept him in. He got a little bullshit floater. Nobody was covering yeah. him. They were already up like 10 at that mm-hmm. point, 12. Let him have his fun. Let him have his 50. I don't hate it personally. But I just want to make it known that we see what we're seeing. And, and we're going to mark down what we're seeing. you got to realize that the Suns had a lead in that quarter. They did. They, they, they came did. all the way back. They were down like almost 20. Came all the way back. Built a lead about 10. And then Luca reverse, reverse. He just laid the Uno card down right. and it right. was over. Right. Um, not hating. Not hating. I'm just saying. I also just wanted to point that out. Uh, no, that's fair. <laughs> on the back of this game. Should the Phoenix Suns blow it up? Let's be real. Absolutely not. I people are so reactionary in this league. If Bradley Beal comes back and they're and they are just four and six, three and seven. Bradley Beal you know, did come back. I do want to point that out. <laughs> I, oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. I do not like any anyone being reactionary, anyone being silly about short-term projects that are because it's clear Kevin Durant has I hate to say he has a year or two left in him but like I mean come on like I I don't like what the Phoenix Suns have built especially for what they've given up in order to build this but there's no reason why they should blow this up just yet I mean worst case scenario you get half the value of what you could get with these players in the offseason if you guys somehow don't even make the play in but come on all the odds are stacked in your favor you you might be five hundred. You just be you just beat my Rockets. You're above five hundred, I think, or somewhat fifteen and fifteen, something like that. 
let the teams play. And if they don't work, they don't work. Like, I'm thinking of, like, super teams. Maybe not super teams. Because a lot of super teams have failed in the past 20 years. Yep. I mean, you, you got the 04, the, the 03, 04 Lakers, Carl Malone, all that. You got let – me, let me think. Let me think, actually. Really wasn't anyone else until I mean, the Celtics, the, you right? got Brooklyn. You got Brooklyn. Yeah, and then the Celtics in 08. They they won a championship, yes. right? Um, yeah. Then you have the lake, and you have the Heat, Miami Heat. They win two out of four. Not bad. After that, is it the Kevin Durant Warriors? They, I they mean, did pretty good. Two out of three. Yeah, yeah. No super teams work. And then, but after that, what's the success rate? What's the success rate that we're looking at here? Well, now you gotta you gotta really put it together because like we're just mentioning ones that like ruled an era. I guess the Cleveland Cavaliers big three only won one out of five or four. How many of years they were right. together? Four years. But that, but that was like Superman. Mm-hmm. That they were they were fighting Superman every yeah, time. Yeah, and it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, interesting. It, it's obviously the success rate of Kevin Durant super teams are not good. Right, right. Russell Westbrook, he, James he, Harden, Serge Ibaka. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah, true, uh, true. Then he goes to. Uh, Golden State wins a couple titles, loses the last one because everyone just everyone's knees and calves and everything just blew up. It, everything just right, it was right. assassinated. Um, yeah. Then after that, we go to Brooklyn. Got Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, and Kevin Durant, the big three. Okay, uh, didn't work. Uh, James Harden, welcome to that squad. Didn't work. Everybody asked out. Yep. Um, now Kevin Durant is on the Phoenix Suns with a new big three. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. A lot of fun. Keep those two together. Yep. What in the world were we thinking trading for Bradley Beal, a guy that hasn't played more than 50-something games in the last four years, getting a giant contract, $260 million, $270 million? I can't remember what, which yeah. one it is. It's a lot of money, and the guy doesn't play more than 50 games max exactly. for how many ever years. And now, obviously, he hasn't played more than a quarter. Two quarters. I can't remember how long he played the the only game that he came back in. We're thirty games in. They're fifteen and fifteen. They're at five hundred because they have no depth. Not because Kevin Durant and Devin Booker aren't good. Devin Booker, you're not good against the Mavericks. We we can point that one. Fraud watch. Fraud watch. We can point that one. (laughs) This leads to a bigger question. I mean, are our super teams, our modern super teams, a failure? And of course, we're going based off of very. Very little years of evidence because we, we have a lot more, you know, years of evidence to support it. But, I mean, you're just seeing these teams build like crazy. I mean, look at the retirement home Lakers, uh, 2020, 2021. Awesome, awesome 2K squad to play. And I think they were like a two-star on that on that team uh, on that year. So you could play, do the play now online, mm-hmm. and you could play like shitty-ass teams and just kill it. <laughs> just have LeBron. Awesome. Um, so that was sick. But – it really just begs the question: Like, are these are modern super teams failures? Every team needs depth. Every mm-hmm. team needs a Jeff Green. Every team, you're gonna love me for saying this. I'm gonna hate myself for saying it. Every team needs a Grayson Allen. Unfortunately, I love him. You know, every team needs that one guy, two guys, three guys who you can go to the bench, look to, and be like, "Hey, give me 25 minutes of fucking." Give me some white boy basketball. Give me some. <laughs> give me some six foot ten, lanky ass Derek Jones basketball. You know what I mean? 
Like every team needs that. And I feel like with these super teams, they're just so top heavy that they're not investing in their benches. They're having issues, not just with their starting line or not just with their bench, but with their starting lineup as a whole as well, because there's no continuity. You're yeah. seeing you're seeing Devin Booker play 38, 44 minutes a night, and we're just like, what are we it's doing? Like, are we trying to kill these people? Legitimately asking, are we trying to kill these people? <laughs> well, because like what is happening? Because the modern day NBA, the last handful of years we're we're moving to a nba where two stars are needed to win a championship but that's it no more than two stars because when you get three stars then your cap's just obliterated the suns have proved that where they don't have any depth at all and then if one of the superstars gets hurt down you're down to two and no depth which will not win you basketball games this is not early 2010s this is a different brand of basketball this is completely different than what was played in the early 2010s with the miami heat Chicago Bulls, like these teams that had three big stars, you can't do that anymore. And the Suns are proving that. The Lakers haven't gotten a third star. And every time they try to get like a halfway of a third star, it never works out. They trade the person. LeBron gets in 16 new role players, and then it gets better every time, every single time. So, and I guess if you look at Miami, they have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. They made the finals last year. Denver, exactly. Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray. It, it just that's what it is. The Bucks now have Dame and um, Giannis, but they also have Chris Middleton, so they have like a a mini third star. So I don't know how that works out because their defense doesn't look very good, and they don't have as much depth. Case in point, can't do the third star. You just can't do it. Yep. It doesn't work anymore. Yep. It's too it's too much to handle. Not not only for the fans, not only for the coaching staff, but for the actual players on the court. Um, and let me just say, go, like going back to what we were talking about briefly, the, the super teams aren't playing the t- the 2010, 2011 Charlotte Bobcats anymore. Every NBA team is good well, besides besides Detroit. Yeah. Um, um, who let you want to touch on it briefly? Go yeah, ahead. Let's go just ahead. go ahead let, and let hit know. that at the end of the episode. Yeah. We're going to do this at the end of every episode now. Things that have happened since the Detroit Pistons last one won a game. Oh, my God, um, please. If you're just That's a sports awesome. fan in general, the Arizona Diamondbacks won a World Series game in the World Series <laughs> since oh the last time the Detroit Pistons won. Oh, my won God. That's They've like won a game more recently months. than the Detroit Pistons wow. in baseball. Wow. Which baseball hasn't been played since the first week of November. Yeah. 27 losses wow. uh, breaks the record for most losses yep. ever. Uh, Cade Cunningham had like 39 just played his absolute balls off. 41, oh, 41. 41. I looked at it and yeah, it's 39. 41. So 41. And it's the second time he scored 40 in the last week and a half, right? He can't he can't do it himself. James Wiseman is getting 20 so minutes. I, I how did Monty Williams get $75 million, $85 million, oh whatever it was? God. Ridiculous. You can't fire anyone because you don't have enough money because you haven't been getting any ticket sales or merch sales because no one's buying shit from the Detroit Pistons. Exactly. Except for the courtside tickets. Shout out to that guy on Twitter that was really smart about the Hawks game. <laughs> Shout out that guy. Yep, yeah. Yep. 27 straight losses. Um, Pistons fans, I'm sorry. Uh, to the city of Detroit, I'm sorry. I saw a graphic before we got on here. The four worst teams in each sport. All four of them, like in history, like the four worst seasons, they're all four mm-hmm. from Detroit. Mm-hmm. The 0-16 Detroit Lions, 
Uh, the Pistons currently uh, at two and twenty-seven are on pace to be the worst team ever in any sport. Five and seventy-seven? Are you kidding yeah. me? There's no way they're going to get to ten wins. I, they're, they I hope so, to. but they're at a zero-six-one winning percentage right now. Oh, um, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, the Detroit Tigers are on that list at like forty-three wins yep. or thirty-five wins in 03. I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. And then the Detroit Red Wings, nineteen wins in the NHL. Wow. In twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, that, city of losers. It. Yeah. <laughs> Not the city. The Lions of are going to save them. The Lions, the Lions will make the NFC title game this year. I know this isn't an NFL pod, but I'm really manifesting it. I think it's going to happen. And I think the city of Detroit will be revitalized. I think the Detroit Pistons will go 15 and 67 to finish the season off in honor of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and <laughs> pardon my take from Barstool tweeted out the graphic. Well, like, what what did it cost you to win the Super Bowl for the Lions? And it was like the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> what it costed? Would you rather have a Lions Super Bowl or the Detroit Pistons never win a game yeah, again? It, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Give me a Lions Super Bowl. Give me a Lions Super Bowl. What are yeah, we talking I mean, about? You're Come guaranteeing on. guaranteeing yourself a championship in one of your favorite sports. Might as well just take it. Exactly. exactly. And then just never watch <laughs> basketball again. Is what it or move. <laughs> just move away exactly. from. Yeah, Detroit. just move. Move to learn your and watch four brothers <laughs> and then <laughs> run. Um, yeah, yeah, Detroit. I'm so sorry. Two and 27 is just rough. We were Astro, we we're bad. Astros fans. So 2010 and 2013, kind of the same boat. It felt the same way. Yep. It's just there was a lot more losses actually than we. Yeah. Like, hey, Wandy Rodriguez, shout out. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, LJ Hose. It was great. Yep, yep, Hose zero zero Hose. Um, yeah, let's just cap it there. We'll, we'll talk about that the other topic next episode. Um, Christmas Day was awesome. Had a great Christmas Day. It, it revitalized the NBA season, I think, because it was on the downturn because everyone started going back back over to football after the end season tournament. I think we're back on the up and up. New Year's. Football's going to start lessening. Um, college football's almost over. NBA basketball's taking over. Trade deadline. We'll get into that in the... In, First couple yeah, of weeks of January, like, like a we'll month start, and a half, we'll two start, months. We'll pull out the trade machine and we'll just put it on the graphic on the, oh, on the yeah. podcast. Oh yeah! So we're each gonna. All right, we're gonna start this in two weeks, not next week, but the week after. We're each gonna bring a trade every week, trade machine yes. graphic. Yes, yes, I love this podcast. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we got a new segment, trade machine. Um, yeah, Christmas Day was awesome. John Morant, maybe go back and look at your notes. Figure Aaron it out. Gordon, uh, maybe get a dog trainer. Dylan Brooks, congratulations on not getting ticked, teched up. I don't I don't know how it happened. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Um, it's awesome. But this has been Zero Gravity, Paul Media's NBA podcast, presented by Sing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix and the Celebrity Mint. Again, go check out the description below. I have links linked to Zing Zang and Celebrity Mint. Go check out their awesome collectibles over at celebritymint.com. Just got more basketball to watch. Just watch basketball tonight. I'm gonna watch basketball tomorrow night. I'm gonna watch basketball the next yeah. night. It's awesome. We don't have any more dead periods. Uh, a little, little, little 10, 10, 10 a.m. bowl game in between. Like, yeah. come on, what are we doing? Why not? Hell yeah, it's Christmas break on a Thursday. Why not? Come on. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> I love this life. It's great. This has been Zero Gravity, all media's NBA podcast. <laughs> <laughs>